Lorena Junco Margani, and I'm so excited for this journey. We decided to launch this podcast to share my story with the hope that you could connect the dots of your life and truly be on your way. Today on On My Way, Lorena sits down with fashion blogger and passionate mother, Rose Ferreira, for a heartfelt conversation about their shared Mexican roots and the deep, formative, and loving struggle she has had raising her son with developmental delays. Plus, Rose shares the ins and outs of her fascinating social media business. The two agree, if you truly believe in the message you're sending out to the world, money will always be secondary. Now to today's episode. Hello, Rose. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for being strong. My friends listening, please know Rose is coming very vulnerable today. She had a tremendous loss and she's standing. She's standing. She's here. She's pushing through. And that only tells you of the quality and the amazingness that there is behind this woman. She's still standing, but again, she's permitting herself to be vulnerable and open to subjects that were not even in the agenda. So thank you, Rose. I honor that. And please know that we will be gentle with with you and anything you want to share or not to share, feel free. We're here to support each other and raise each other up, never down. Thank you so much for having me here. Of it's, course. It's, it's an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to thank Lulu. Lulu is our common bridge here and um, she speaks very highly of you. She tells me you're very bold and not afraid and I heard San Antonio loves you and I think that's amazing and your voice is one of intent, one of example and very inspiring. You're bold and creative and I think that applies in everything in what you do. We're speaking right now to creative uh, human beings, and I would love picking your brain. And first of all, if you could give us some context of where are you from and what is it that brought you to San Antonio and a little bit of your story. Thank you. Well, definitely thank you for that opening letter. It was so, so nice. I, I really appreciate you guys doing, taking the time and, you know, sharing stories, everything that um, that you do and and also the, the path that you have chosen and you have led. So um, it's it's an honor being here. And well, ah, you always have the short and long uh, version of your story, right? So let's, let's do the middle one. <laughs> um, my family is from, my mom's from Guadalajara. My dad is from Michoacan. They met in Los Angeles. We, um, they, you know, they had our, our family starting there, two brothers, myself, then my mom, as a good Mexican, she was like, I miss my other 12 siblings. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go back to, to my family. Um, so we moved to Guadalajara when I was a barely 10, 12, approximately. We went to Nayarit first with the Israeli business. Then they sent us to Guadalajara um, to live with, you know, how in Mexico we, we have that a way of living when you just go ahead and live with with um with your nannies and well we we went and and 
and had a, a change of life. I'm so sorry. This is, it's you know, okay. what. I know. Yes. Okay. So um, we moved there. Um, my two, my two brothers, myself, and we had amazing people around us, my mom's family. And then, you know, you carry on with, with life. We, we finish our studies and little by little, my, my brothers uh, started just coming back to, to the States. They, they went to Los Angeles and then um, I was, I, I didn't want to leave my parents. I was, you know, like, how am I going to leave them? And How old were you? Uh, I was 20, 21 then when I finished um, college and I didn't exactly know what to do, but I, I found this amazing job and then I met my husband there. And, and it's when, when we actually started like, thinking that I, we are not, he's Portuguese, so he was there just temporarily. He was, um, I'm going to China. You, um, he's in, you know, manufacturing type of thing. So production is moving to overseas. Uh, you should, you know, you should come. And I was like, we should get married. Is <laughs> what you try to say, right? You know, how it's like our traditions, like my parents never going to let me. <laughs> so anyways, what I didn't do for my brothers, like moving um, with them to Los Angeles, I, am that, I ended up like giving up my, my you know, daughter's life. For my husband, you know, yes. you never know when it's going to happen. You never know. So it happened, but we didn't go to China. Um, he he wanted to uh, to sell a couple of things that he had here in McAllen. And we were there supposedly for six months. And six months went into 10 years. I had my my two babies there. He just, you know, how men there are, just start doing the thing. And you just go along because you are, like, busy raising your family and I stopped working for myself. I was like kind of like contributing to his uh, company, and and then when we realized that um that our our son uh, he was uh, even more special than any other kid is when when kind of like things started. Can you tell me a little bit about your son? Well, my son, his name is Carlos. We call him Papos. I don't even know where that nickname came from, but uh, <laughs> we call him Papos. And um, when Everything was, let's say, normal when 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 he was, um, I guess, when he was four months old. I started noticing that um, he didn't engage in my little peekaboo games and and all those things. I am the oldest of of uh, like a batch of cousins, and I know what is feel like. You know, your your nieces, your nephews, they interact with you and all. But my 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 boy, he wasn't doing that. So and is he your oldest or he's my oldest? Yes, and I didn't have any experience. Mm -hmm. um, I was. With my 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 husband and I, we were uh, like fairly new. I, I got pregnant when I, after six months of moving to McAllen, so we didn't have any friends and um, no family. So I didn't really know what to compare, you know, Correct. with. So also I didn't know exactly about the the whole medical field and how how different it is from Mexico. Yeah. And, and there's a big contrast on how medicine yes. is done. Yes. And in Mexico, my, my the side of uh, my mom's side, they are um, in the medical field, and so um, they always wanted to oh go um, come and do your your exonograms here and just you know so we can check you as well and they'll have your file we have your file here but I guess I didn't pay enough attention to you know what all the precautions as a as a pregnant woman you have to take I. I didn't take all my vitamins because I, I thought I didn't need them and the prenatals and all that. So at some point, I just don't know if it's something that I could cause, to be honest with you, if 
if my diet wasn't clean enough. I know. You know, a lot of people, and especially women, we carry with this guilt. I've understood through my own story that sad things happen to good people. And even if you do everything right, hardships will come. It, it, they'll just manifest differently. And in your case, from what I'm seeing, it's through your son. So see him as your biggest teacher. For me, it was through my health. But when you see that, I know it's a very hard thing to embrace, but it's, it's either the path of moving forward or the path of spiraling down. Yes. So so then he was four months old. Four months old. I, I took him back to, to, to the pediatrician. He's like, oh, he's going to catch up. He's not doing these things. And, and then what you do, you go to to your library, which is Google. And um, I was just typing whatever thing came out to my head and and comparing in cases and I was like overwhelming information. I end up going to Mexico, which a doctor there, he's like, just wait a little bit more. There are like some delays, but just wait because we, you know, it's too early. He doesn't have all the criteria to say that he is this or he's that. A doctor in Spain, another doctor in Florida. So they, you knew something was off. Something was off, but they didn't see it. Not even your family see it. My husband, he was like, oh, no, he's like, I know there's something that is not okay. And at some point they will tell me, like, why do you want to find something wrong? It's not that I want to, believe me, I don't want to, but I just want to help. If like early innovation is like, you know, the, the best um, approach when totally. you know that there is like some neurological um, situation going on. So um, long story short, I went three years later. So I went all that time. I actually had to hire private therapy at home because my insurance wouldn't cover without a diagnosis. And he didn't have a diagnosis, but I know he, I mean, at that point when he was maybe 18 months, he wasn't crawling. He wasn't saying ma or dad, like he wasn't doing a lot. It was more and more noticeable. So, a developmental yes, delay maybe. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So then I got pregnant with my daughter and at the time is, uh, you know, you just worry that your son is not going to have enough attention because maybe you get tired during the day. You cannot like, you know, take him for a, a walk or something. So um, I hired private, uh, private therapy at home was reading all these books and that helped me a lot, but it was not helping him. It was helping me understanding, but it wasn't helping him. So I went and um, someone recommended me this clinic in Mexico City. Amazing doctor, amazing family. And we were and stayed there for a year for therapies. Wow. And is when they told me that there's definitely some autism uh, situation really there. It was not the classic autism, but it might going to be something else. So we started our series of genetics and studies and genetics. It looks fine. It's just, you know, like a uh, neuro neurological disorder that he, that he had and, um, just therapy and more therapy and try to enhance, enhance his uh, intelligence with different type of methods. And since he was um, four, it's all been, you know, trying to do that. After McAllen, I decided when he was seven that um, it was um, it was not the city that was going to, like, be, you know, continuing helping us through through this journey. So we decided to move to the next big city, which was San Antonio. San Antonio. My husband, he has um, his job there. We still have our, our home there. And... Um, and it's been amazing so far. Good. But um, 
maybe something else is gonna, you know, like him he is gonna take it somewhere else so eventually. Would you mind sharing with me and our audience if you can teach us a little bit about autism? I know it's a very hard topic, but if we don't bring awareness, we won't honor the people that are going through that. So I've heard autism has a wide range, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily fit one category, no. One category. So for moms who have a baby, like what would you recommend? Would it be push, follow your gut? I say um, it's uh, my daughter has her screensaver. It says gut feelings are your guardian angels. So this takes me back like to your story, like you knew something was not right. And in my story, as you've read, I second doubt myself all the time. I had all the information in front of me, but I was like, I never even considered something going bad. I imagined I was a bad person. I was the one that was creating tumors. I never thought someone could be apart from my body. I share with you as a mom, like we take in so much that um, I just don't want you to think it's because I didn't take the vitamins. There's a bigger purpose. I know personally two moms that have autistic kids and it's a long battle. Oh, it's yes. consistency. It's tiring. It's repetitive. So tell me what does a day look like for you and how is it that we can help? What organizations are there? Is your Lisa style supporting it? So tell me how you weave in your passions with obviously your passion, which is also your kids. Yes. Well, um, definitely to, to answer your, your first question, whenever we see the something might look off, a lot of people, they say, oh, such bad behaviors, bad manner kid. You just don't know what is behind that. We cannot judge. I think we're living very sensitive times and there is a lot of information out there. You cannot just go ahead and just emit your opinion without filters. You can because you don't know what's going on with that person. Could be an adult, could be a kid. If they're like having a tantrum, I don't know, at the restaurant, they're like too loud, they're crying, they're throwing themselves to the floor and parents seem not to put a stop to it, which is a lot of people see it like, but they're not doing anything mm -hmm. to, to stop that behavior. I'm you guilty of know. that. <laughs> yeah, like you just don't know yes. what is, you know, their day to day. We cannot do that. So I, I didn't have that situation situation with my son, but of course, as a mom with a, a, of an autistic kid, I have my other moms and I see it's a big array of, of different behaviors there. We just have to be patient and accept what is in front of us. And if you are not going to do anything to help, just get out of the way. I'm sorry if this might sound rude. Don't even go and ask, is your son autistic? Oh, you know, like, don't even. They, they're having a moment. It's not a kid having a bad moment. The whole family is having a bad moment. And they want to, for once, go and, and go eat outside and pretend that they're normal. Normal. Right? Yes. That we deserve the same. The Air in yes. the same service. Yes. And, and sometimes we make people uncomfortable as a family, but um, it's not our intention, right? It's not our intention. We just want to be part of it. For five minutes, ten minutes, you end up leaving the table and paying the check and wrapping um, the, the food to go because, well, you tried. But anyways, um, we, we, we do that and, and 
what I, in my, our case, I'm not saying that everyone is the same, but our case, I I guess, like you said at the beginning, I'm, I'm bold and sometimes like it's bad and sometimes it's good, but I push my son and, and I push him all the way and he didn't want to go in our planes and he's he's flying and and I didn't want him to be medicated because I really want to know who is Carlos and to know when he's happy is because he's happy not because he's under any medication if he's moody is because he is moody and and all those you know like normal emotions uh, that we have uh, as humans i want to know my son i know that eventually when maybe he is an adult and we are not able or um he might going to have to take something because he has so much energy he can bounce off the walls <laughs> how and old is he he's 15 15 but so he's a runner he is a runner and um, he likes, he's he's very high energetic and he's loud. He's nonverbal, but he's loud. He has all these noises and he kind of like imitates um, sounds in, in, in movies. He's very into Pixar, so he wow. can recite what you think he's saying because you just know the kind of like the rhythm. So you pretty much know um, he communicates now through those lines from movies. So we know that whenever he wants to go, I don't know, he wants to go to Disneyland, he wants to go to something so simple as the restroom, he uses like some lines from movies. So um, that's the way that you kind of like have to, you know, pay attention to your son. And and if you have um, typical teenagers or kids, you still need to pay attention to them. But with this special kids that don't communicate is like a magnifier yes. and, and just see everything that is around them. Teachers, um, if you have service at home or people that is visiting you, everything has to be like scrutinized. It's just, you know, for, for the well-being of, of your children. Totally. And knowing that you have two kids, is your second a daughter or a boy? A daughter. Daughter. And how, how old is she? She's 13. 13. So they're pretty close. Yes. Uh, and is their relationship a strong one? Does she understand? Yeah. She didn't know what a special, as you know, um, someone that needs uh, help uh, meant. Uh, I always had it in religious uh, type of schools. And uh, as you know, they certain kids with, with um, disabilities are not admitted because they don't have the infrastructure or the yes. teachers to accommodate them. So um, when I realized she was uh, she was 11, when, when we were trying to tell her that her brother was above and beyond special, not just like, oh, he's a, he's a pretty boy. And that's why he's a special. No, he, he doesn't talk because of this or that. Um, so she, didn't quite get the message and and I pulled her uh to a public school and is when she realized how come because in public school they do have the the special ed got it right and and the the first day that she came from uh from school she like cuz we have another nephew that he he has um down syndrome mm -hmm. And she was traumatized. She was 11, a little bit too old to not understanding what, you know, this is and, and how uh, Down syndrome kids might look like. But she had never been uh, exposed to another but the cousin. So she's like, Mom, I just saw Mauro today, but he didn't say hi to me. It's like, did they move to the city? Like, I just saw Mauro. Like, you didn't see Mauro. And I was like, oh, no, this is what is. So I have to actually sit down, 
pull photos from the internet and, and tell her, look, this is what the syndrome is about. And some characteristics, they, you know, might look alike. And, and now you will understand that your brother, he belongs also to certain settings because, you know, they're, they need help and they might not look alike, but they still need help. And as she was there for, for two years, she actually was volunteering to one of the classes. So she grew with him during those That's two great. years. And um, and now she is like the big sister and she takes care of him and she educates him. And she's tougher than I am. But she's like, if I if I don't do it, who else is going to do any help? So Aww. it's like she takes um, control. She has a good <laughs> teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Carlos. Is he a happy kid? He is a happy kid. I think that answers it all. If he's happy, mama's happy, right? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. That's good. That's great. And was your husband able to process it as well as you did? Yes. And um, he, he, I think he just barely, like maybe two years ago, he kind of like understood what all this was what about. And um, and that he's going to be our companion. Like he said, he's going to be our companion forever. Yeah, because I, I imagine projecting the future is harder. So you just know you're going to have him near you. And and that's, you know what, it's it feels good. It feels good. I mean, I never um, complain. And I think I, I when I have this type of topics, which is very rare, I tend to cry because I guess I didn't cry all those years. I just because you needed to be suppress strong. it. I just suppress it. Like you know what? It's, it is what it is. Let's let's do this. But um, I don't talk about this un unless they ask me. But I'm not that person that is gonna go and and say, oh, I have this situation. Let me help you and let me do this. If they ask me to do a fundraising, I will choose to help. Um, uh, like, for example, we have in San Antonio, Any Baby Can, mm -hmm. which they helped me a lot um, through those years, and they give a lot of information. So if there's something I can do for them, I'll do that. Um, or just trying to give, you know, back to whoever needs it in, in that moment. But if I'm not asked, I don't easily talk about it. Well, thank you. I'm blessed that you're open with me and I hope this helps you connect dots and you're helping me connect dots. So that is bros as a mom. Now tell me bros as an entrepreneur. Tell me how your project started. When, when was it a good time to start a project? I've noticed that being a mother is very, very hard to change roles uh, and say, okay, I'm going to I'm going to build a business. I'm going to build a model. I'm going to push forward and not necessarily your kids are not your highest value, but you can also project yourself in the world and have those dreams come true. Yes, I definitely, I didn't think about it until it happened. I was caught in the middle of things. Okay. Uh, I remember moving to San Antonio. My husband still commutes every day. I mean, every week he comes on Fridays and leaves on Mondays to to McAllen. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what am I going to do for four days a week without my husband? I, I like <laughs> so much, you know, I mean, kid, uh, husbands could be another kid. You know, you have to <laughs> cater, you have to like care of him and everything. So uh, what is what I'm going to do? And I thought not to like in, in a way, not, not to commit to a job because I didn't want to uh, be like, oh, I need to go home because my, my kid is, you know, like he needs my help. And I just didn't want to be that professional saying I want to work, 
but then I cannot hold to my word. So I decided to do something on the side. I always been in marketing and communications and publicity. So I was like, let's start, I don't know, like maybe taking care of customers uh, social media wise. You know, I was learning the ways into social media back in 20. 12. I was a little bit late. I was a little bit late. I was busy with a kid. So I was For learning. For your reference, <laughs> I'm just starting. So you're very new. I mean, I'm very new. <laughs> so um, I was like, okay, I what is this whole Instagram and what is... I never really liked or understood Facebook. It was a little bit tough like complicated for me. So I went into um, Instagram because I really like photography. So I was like, oh, that's a neat place to to see all these like cool photos curated with their own filters. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to talk much. That is, if if whoever is on Instagram right now and they didn't know what it was when they started, <laughs> you didn't have stories. You just post a photo and maybe two or three words. We didn't have hashtags. So it was it was wow. cool. It was a place that you can just vent out like through um, a curated image, if you want to call it that way, and just leave it there and buy. You don't need to engage. You don't need to do all those like tiring things that you have to do now. So um, after that, I... I wanted to continue like bringing something to, to like in 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 a marketing way to my community. So I went ahead and sold myself. You know, I do these things social media. My husband was like, "Are you really doing that?" Like, yes. Like, why not? I was um, okay. So you know, marketing marketing wise, like, who has money to pay like for Correct. you know this? So I went to car dealerships. I went to uh, restaurants. I went to bars. I went to spas, and everybody took me. And from there, I was like, what can I do to offer him more? Like, oh, I'm gonna start a, a video blog uh, because back then, or I guess still now, after before TikTok, YouTube was a thing. So I got my equipment. I, I work when I was in Guadalajara, I work on TV. So I know my way around cameras and mics and editing and all that. So I went ahead, I purchased like all this equipment. I hired like two guys and they helped me, you know, with the cameras and all that. And I was doing the editing because nobody else edits like like me. That's what I that's what I said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 14 hours um into that editing, my husband was already like, you just put a stop to your game. Cause I come here and you're just like there in your computer, 14 hours, you don't have life. I was so happy doing that. But at the same time, I was so um, I don't know, like I felt guilty because I wasn't with my family. You know, was it an escape or it was truly an entrepreneurial? It was escape. It was escape. I I I didn't have a plan. I just wanted I just wanted to do it. It felt so good doing that, you know. Um, just talking to people and and just giving me the whole marketing strategy and then me having fun because I had these other two friends that I invited in and like this is gonna be Cafe Cornellas, your girl. So just be ready. We're gonna be just talking about this all day long and we're just gonna have coffee and. and so you were ahead. I mean, to. <laughs> 2000, what did you say? We ended up doing that in 2015. Yeah, we That's ended up amazing. doing that. And then we caught it three years later because, again, like, I didn't have a plan. And I got, like, uh, approaches from brands or local uh Uh, companies, they were, hey, do you want to wear this? Do you want to talk about this? But it didn't go with 
the the theme of my cafe con ellas it was more that was more like for to sit down at this cafe or visiting the ice cream shop and just talk about it just you know in a fun way and just wearing a piece of clothing wasn't relatable to mm -hmm. that so i started wearing these things and tagging them but they they wanted more and i knew they needed you know more and then they were paying and i ended up opening my own account which was Liesl style and then that took over I just couldn't do both at the same time. And tell me, where does Liso come from? My middle name, Liz. Okay. And the initial of my of my second last name. So I wanted when I when I opened my Instagram, I was Liso, just that. Wow. I didn't want it to be. I didn't want to be found. That was a reality of things. Everybody was their name. I could have been Rose Ferreira. Yeah. You know, like I just, I just let let go of that opportunity again because I didn't have a plan. This is not something that I thought through, and I just got Lisa because I didn't want anyone to find me because I I wasn't posting about fashion or or myself. I was posting about photos throughout my window, a coffee mug, or maybe my my daughter's fingers. I you know I was just doing these random things that I. Am not, they don't know me like that in mm -hmm. real life. Your it was artistic just expression. It yes. was just escape. Um, and then when I wanted to to make it, you know, for real as a business, I was like, I'm not gonna. Uh, I, I don't want to lose like whoever has been following me so far. So I just added the style because I, the only plan I've had is that I want to talk about fashion and lifestyle type of thing. Well, that being said, I do think you have a, a business plan because you've been very successful. Uh, a lot of people approach you. They want you to represent their brand. And um, I'm going to ask, I feel a little bit dumb asking them, but I want to learn about that industry. There's a connotation with, oh, Instagram, I, I don't do that. You know, there's this vertient of people that it's like, that's for younger people. And I was very judgmental to a friend that did it and like you're you're pretty grown up for for doing that and now that I launched the book and I saw it as a tool I kind of rephrase my thinking and say hey this is a tool that she was using this is a tool that is helping me promote the message of forgiveness so when you see things as them serving you you can accomplish great things and uh but where is a fine line between The people that buy followers versus the ones that don't, the people that get paid, the people that like, what are the best practices in your opinion? Well, it depends what is what you want to get from it. Like any other social media platform. I didn't, I, I'm not on TikTok, mm -hmm. right? I just don't feel like it to be honest. I enjoy it, but I don't feel like creating content. I am not in a rush. I don't, I'm not that hungry person for, for like, for growth on social media. Whoever is there, it is. Whoever wants to join me, cool. If you feel that you don't relate to me anymore, I mean, cool as well. You can. And how you know, do you measure, how would, um? let's say I want you to, to promote my product. How does that company measure success? By clicks, by products sold, because it's it's a difficult. Yes, yes. Um, once you have an Instagram that is uh, as a business or content creator, they give you certain tools, you know, like insights, and they can see how many people watch your stories, how many people click or swipe up before the, the click. 
and how many people is interacting. And actually, you can see how many people is buying from that link that they give you. And yeah, this is they. Facebook I, is being very. It needs to be related into sales, right? Exactly. Yeah. At the end of the day, there are like two things, and and this is something that I really like to focus on. Whenever they approach me, I always say the same speech, and they already know me. If you want me to brand your product, your service, or whatever you do, I'm more than happy. But I have no need to sell anything for you. Like. Just give me your product. These are my rates. I'll make sure that you're happy with my campaigns are not are not overproduced because everyone on my my face on my Instagram, I see them as my friends and I'm not going to lie for them. I'm not going to put something on and it's like I don't even like it or I haven't even tried it. I have to I have someone that helps me filtering all my emails and uh, in the DMs and we only choose It doesn't matter about the money, honestly. It's not about that. It's like if I see that you have a good product and you're starting, I want to help you. I want to be that connector. And money sometimes is not relevant to to what what the message that I want to you know deliver. In mm-hmm. some other ways, they you you get compensated more than you were even expecting. I so it's a balance. Beautiful. Hola. Thank you, my friends. Thank you for having the time to read my book on the way to Casa Lotus. But especially thank you for having the time to listen, to listen with an open heart and open ears. I don't take this for granted. Every second you give me is a gift for me. I get better and better and I work the muscle of forgiveness. I work actually all the muscles of gratitude, even of sadness. I'm willing to sit with emotions and project myself through you and my interviewing friend where I can really say, how can I apply this to my life and how can I be a better person? I hope my story is helping you. Is it? I would love listening to your story. Reach out. It's easy. Info at LorenaJuncoMargain.com. Tell me your story. We're a click away. That's part of the silver linings COVID has brought. So stay with me. Tell me what you think about this amazing episode. Un beso. Thank you. I'm guilty of never having an employee. And now that I'm in this new world with the books, I was so excited the first time I got a check from Amazon. It feels so good. Your self-esteem just boosts up and it's very good knowing that you can generate money. I'm still far from being, you know, uh, recovered my my investment. But sadly, I had a hard time putting a number to my gift. It's very, it gets very personal. So I can pay a babysitter. I know what that costs. I can pay a dog uh, sitter. I can pay uh, a marketing firm. I can pay, but when when they tell me, Lorena, you're gifted, you make things pretty, you're good in art, I don't know how to charge. So do you have like a, is there an algorithm? Is there a formula or is it just, where do you get that base from? I would love learning that from you. It Actually, there is out there from PR companies and marketing companies, they, they, they actually have like this board where you can go and check 
what is what people is getting paid depending on how many followers but it's not only that they also have you know your your ROI where your conversions and it's, it's it, it becomes very analytic and is the part of marketing that I never liked um, I'm more in the creative side and if you're going to talk numbers to me I might going to refer it to my husband because he is the best at that he prices some projects there are like you know, they they are lo- for longer projects and the ones that need more resources. But do you have a good relationship with charging? This is these are my costs. This is oh, a yes. sales pitch. Yes, yes. Sometimes I charge nothing because I just want them to have what they need in that moment. And some other times I charge what I think is fair and they don't want to pay it. So, you know, bye. I, I mean, we don't need each other at this time. Eventually, right? I think that's a good way uh, to put it this time. Just this time. Because I dreamt to have my book in into a movie. And uh, I'm like, just be bold. And I asked an actor that I value a lot. And, he, and I told him, hey, would you be willing to be Dr. Umano in my movie? And he looked at me and he said, not yet. And me being a positive person, I'm like, there's still a chance. And I'm going to aim for that. So I love it how you say, this is not the moment. You're not close to future. Oh, no. But um, it's a good way to put it. Yes. I, I love that lingo. I think we can't just say, there is an, uh, it comes, we come to an age. I'm 42. You come to an age that now you think, they, I think I understand how things roll in this world. Um, when I was younger, in my 20s, everything has to be now. Now and I was that person. Everything is gonna happen now, and sometimes I didn't sleep. Sometimes I didn't even eat. I just needed to finish that project. It needs to be the best project. It needs to be this and that. And it was it was good at some that instant gratification, but then you can live your life thinking that everything has to happen now, because I feel that you scare things away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not your time. It was a first approach just to see what was the mood that you were going to receive things. Or maybe you need to listen to yourself. What is what you did wrong? What is what you say? Do you feel good with that answer? Was was it you who gave that answer, right? Or was I following my husband's um, orders or was maybe something I read? And yeah. sometimes I go back and, and I might look dumb, no, you know, you to them. And and I say, you know what? Whenever you're ready, we can we can talk again. And, I think that's great. And that time actually came around two or three times, and it, they're being like the. And how do your teenage kids get this? Is it um, applauded? Is it like, mom? I personally have had certain circumstances where it bothers them, and I want to be like cautious and honor them. So. Do you just tell them, this is who mom is? Yes. Don't get in the middle. Yes. I mean, they do need to get in the middle. Mainly my daughter, because she's my photographer most of the time. <laughs> I love it. So I, it's a, yes, since a she family was seven. business. Oh, yes, a family business. Since she was seven, obviously, I wanted to bring him with me because then they start inviting you to you know uh, to travel and to eat and I'm not gonna go just by myself and a friend right I want them to be part of it and my my daughter she was seven and when you're like starting you know the photos are important for for your feed and for your clients I had to teach her how to handle a professional camera and she's Great. She has an eye that nobody else has. And maybe because she cares for me. Uh, 
I think it was in London when she called me. She's like, that photo was sloppy. Like, you shouldn't put that photo. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, but I, it was like my, my tripod. Like, I had to do it. Wow. And she was like, okay, but just don't do that. You know, she's very mature in that sense. She's not in social media. She doesn't care for it, which I kind of like that part. You know, she doesn't want to be that social media influencer because it's not the way I see myself and I don't want her to see herself like that. And unless she has a message that is, that she feels that people can relate to it, just don't say anything. Don't do not do anything. Just because you have a cool skirt, a lot of people out there, they can have like a cool clothing. You just don't, don't do so that. So what's your message? My message is that you can always be the best version of yourself if you allow yourself to be. That's it. And sometimes it's just the way you're dressing. And it's not because you're wearing something. It's because how emotionally you connect to your persona, to your body when you step uh, um, stand in front of a mirror and, and see that image. And it's like, I like it. I like, And it makes me feel, she makes me feel good. Oh, wow. She makes me feel that I accept myself and I don't have issues. I don't feel that I'm too thin or I'm too thick or I, my, my hair is perfect because I, I try. I try. You know, a, a lot of people, they just feel that women, but particularly they feel that they don't need to. And, and but then they, they carry this bitterness throughout the day. And if we just try to to tweak a few things here and there, you might gonna have a better result. If that doesn't um, work, just try something else, and it might be you know like your 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 appearance. Do you get to a point where I'm like, I don't care, I'm done, or are you truly expressing yourself like that all all the time? I'm like this. So you're a natural. I'm, I'm like this. And th that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, if if you still uh, feel related to my content, and I don't even like to call it content because content is more like something that you pre-meditate, that you pre-work. Yeah. And I no, try to it's follow. It's a beautiful word, content, I, because it <laughs> means content. Well, content. Yes, content and content. Definitely, if you see it that way. But um, I usually produce when I need to produce. Um, I try to stick to my 7.30 rule, like 30% is sponsored, that's 7%, 70% is, is my own stuff. Uh, I've tried the opposite and doesn't work and they know it. And then... Um, Did you come up with that formula or... It's no, it's like out there. I read it somewhere and I was like, yeah, this is definitely the best, best practice. So Rose... For example, I got a review on Amazon and yesterday I was not happy that someone rated my book with a three stars, not five. And I had been consistently getting five stars. So now I'm like, why doesn't she agree with me? Right. So I read the review and it said that she doesn't agree with my decision of not moving forward with a lawsuit. So she was measuring my act, not my book. Do you have that on Instagram? Like... Do they get picky about you were posing to this? Like, what are the negative feedbacks yes. or how do you take them? You you always have that. But I mean, who doesn't have it in real life anyways? In real life, you have people that is going to comment something about you, either in front of you or behind you, but you end up like knowing it through someone else. So you always Instagram and in general, I think social media it's very, very alike, like the real life. You just have it there in your face if you really want to see it. 
if you feel that you're sharing too much, it depends, like, you're sharing too much, like, what? Is it, like, something emotionally? Is it something, like, physically? Why is it what you think you're sharing? And then you're going to react. If you started doing certain topics and then you move way too out of that, of course they're going to react. If you're trying to pretend that you are this, there is always going to be someone that say, you are not that or stop doing that. But also there's sad people in the world. You know, there is like people that they haven't, they're just having a bad day. And I've been criticized, yes, because I'm too old for this. And you don't take it personally? I, I, I don't care, honestly. I don't care because I know who I am and I know what I bring and, and, and what I'm up what is what I'm about. If you don't get it, you don't belong in my page. Just go and find somewhere that can match your mood, right? Now, what you said about the numbers, and this is something that I learned at the very beginning. I wasn't paying attention to my numbers because I didn't care about those numbers. But then when you realize that they're going to pay you more, you're going to get conscious based on those numbers, and then you go into that stage where you are, everything is vanity. And that is a very bad area, okay? Tell you don't me, tell me how does it go into vanity? Vanity, when you are just paying attention to your numbers, that's just, just those numbers are just vanity numbers. Like if you're like like you right now say, like, I got my my three star instead of five. Well, that should be more like a vanity number it's if you're like aiming rubbing for your, a five. your ego yes it's your <laughs> is your ego exactly but of course we need those five stars or those I don't know how many views thousand views for your marketing plans and and all and to achieve your financial goals and you want to re reinvest but your soul cannot be contaminated because you're not gonna be you're not gonna be happy anymore then you're gonna turn into this other person that is gonna be trolling other people. Uh, you're not going to be able to see other writers or I'm not going to be able to enjoy other influencers, friends, content because I'm too jealous because of their numbers. You cannot go that route because it hurts you. And, and I learned it. I got out of that. And now I honestly, it's like whatever I have there, it is what it is. Is it a friendly scenario with the influencers? Do you feel There's enough sunshine for everyone, or it's more like a battlefield? It is enough sunshine for everyone, but some of them, they do have an agenda. And do they they want to, you know, pursue those goals. And some of those goals don't include other influencers near them or or collaborating with them. I, I'm always going to be that person that wants to connect and wants to bring people together. That's my, That's one of my missions in life. And um, I did that at the very beginning, and I have a, a really beautiful community. But, you know, as years go by, some people decide not to be part of that community because they are just going a different way now. And, and you know, you just don't understand who doesn't want to be friends with other people, but um, it is where it is. And I cannot measure them just because of that decision. Correct. And is are there haters? Have you received like hater messages? Like, I um I've seen some some Instagram, and I get it where I'm like, why are you so offended? Just don't follow him. You know, it, does it get to that point? Does it get to a point that they tell you verbally, 
when you're on the streets, like, why did you do this? Or it's oh, just no. a no? No, I, I haven't had that in, in person. No, yes. Some DMs and and some comments that actually never delete them. I just reply, but don't delete them in DMs. I think the, the, the most hurtful one was um, this girl from Los Angeles. She's like, I don't understand why you do this. You're so ugly. You don't even speak Spanish. I mean, if I don't speak Spanish, who am I? You know, like... <laughs> I thought I you had just said, like, maybe you wanted to say English. No, like, like Spanish. Because I was, I was like, doing some stories in Spanish and I mispronounced something. But I tend to do that all the time with, with English or Spanish. Like, you know, what kind of, like, twisted things. Because we're human. Because you're human, right? <laughs> and uh, and she said, uh, you should go home and take care of your son. He needs it. Oh, my God. I cried that day. Is not because of whoever sent it because I went to her profile and I felt bad. I wanted to reply, but I felt so bad for what I was seeing that is like it's not. I mean, That's she's a dagger. <laughs> she's in a she's in a bad place. Um, but I felt bad that. And then you start thinking about it. Like, is other people seeing that my son needs help, and I'm doing this? You know, like, am I not taking enough? you know, care of my son because I'm doing this. And again, all that guilt. But I think it's a healthy sign that oh, yeah. you're willing to analyze, hey, am I needing to tweak the volume here or there? But then you go back to like, no, I'm doing things for the right reasons. And this is how I self-express. And, and then you have to be surrounded with that type of people that when you need them, they're going to speak the truth. And then I call my three, five people like, hey, Am I doing this in, in, in this way that I look like sometimes you just like, you, I don't know, you don't need to be an influencer. You know, you don't need to be like someone that is in the middle of of uh, other people um, for you to lose your grounds. Like you need to be pulled down and, and say, well, yes, you're actually doing this and looks like that. So I call my husband, I call my mom, I call my friends. Like, am I doing this? Like, what am I doing that looks like this? Like, what are you talking about? Okay, like. All right. You know, screenshot, send, and like, no, don't be ridiculous. Like, no, just a hater. It's fine. Wow. You're not famous if you don't have fake haters, is what they said. And like, <laughs> all right. You said it. Yeah. It's kind of the bad press is still press, right? <laughs> yes. So take me a little bit further into Carlos' life. Does he understand what you do? Oh, no. He just understands that I need to take a lot of videos and say, you record myself so many times and he can be in my room and he doesn't, he, that part is really hard for him because he's always with me. After school, he's always me, with me and he's just right here in my, my ribs all the time. And um, when I need to just like invite him out of my room and he's just in, in outside the door, like just like I can hear the handle like chuk, 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 trying to open, but he's quiet. You know, he's quiet. He's just like, I can hear the handle trying to, for him to open. But um, just, you know, for a couple of hours. And and do you have rest time? Because rest is important. Do you have a full night's sleep? Is Carlos sleeping through the night? Yes. Now he is. Uh, when he was, uh, well, from baby until he was seven, he just woke up in the middle of the night. And um, we just, you know, took from there until next day. Just like any day. other kid. Like, yes. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't go back to sleep. He would just like... Again, I'll go take him to school at seven, eight, and then uh, maybe after lunch, noon or one, I'll just go and pick him up and bring him home so he can, you know, rest 
Otherwise, he was, he was going to get really, really moody and we're going to have like a really bad days. But that was back then. And is the school uh, a public school and he has a shadow? Is that what? Unfortunately, you cannot have shadows here in, in public settings because of their privacy for other kids and all that, which I never understood. And uh, it's, 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 a, it's a bottle there. But um, his teachers are amazing. So lovely. He's so lucky. He's so, so lucky. He just brings light to everyone and everybody enjoys and he's, being with him. And he's on his grade? Or he's yes, lagging. You, you you have to, well, here, um, they have to put him in his grade, but in the special unit. And some classes he, he has, like, in, inclusion hours where he goes to the mainstream with one of the teachers. So for him to know what is it to be in a, you know, like, neurotypical setting and it's most likely it's going to be, like, um, for arts or PE, those type of things. But everything else is... Um, apply to to his level with hand on hand sometimes and does noise get him not anymore i found a great great therapy with this doctor from spain that i i was telling you about he gave me this uh therapy that i we applied for six months every single day and included something to mature his senses and um it worked amazingly so no vacuum no um blender no um big trucks scare anymore he left that when he was four what about light um another therapy for that was um coloring in black light with fluorescent fluorescent markers wow. and that kind of like matures as what he said um that that the him not being able to to try other textures and flavors Uh, with a little bit of wine and a, and a Q-tip and just rub his tongue and brush around um, his inner cheeks with with a, a toothbrush. Like so many different wow. things. And his um, sensory integration started happening or, or finished maturing when he was around five years old. So that was a big, big help. Yes, definitely. Especially five years of intense... You know, work that must have been hard, but you can see it pays off. I don't even remember if it was hard or not. I just know that he is, you know, what 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 he's supposed to be, and hopefully, I'm fulfilling his mission. Yes, and you look you glow when you talk <laughs> about him. So that's amazing. So Rose, if you had a very special message to share with people that are listening to us, and you could put it in a few sentences. How would you invite them for them to listen to our story, to listen to your story? And another question is, would you be willing to share the doctor that helped you or any other avenues or organizations that could be helpful for people listening yes, that might need that help? Yes, I, I can send you all the links and I'll be happy for your audience to to reach out. And um, I'm pretty sure there are like more Uh, resources out there than sure. than it was when when he was uh, five. Early innervation is very very important for for these kids. To the earliest, the better for for them for their future. And um, if you know that there is something with you, with your uh, with your kids, with something that doesn't feel right, 
don't just oversee it. You know, go into it. It might, it, it, it might not going to be anything, but what if, you know, it's, it's, it's better looking into it and, and not be afraid of the outcome. God is going to give you the tools to, to deal with that if you want to. And do you forgive yourself? Have you stopped blaming yourself? I think I make pieces with me. I think I, I did. And uh, two days ago, uh, I met this girl. She's pregnant. And the first thing came out of my, I was like, then I thought about it. And I was like, I was so weird saying that. But it was the first thing that came out of my, like, don't forget to take your, your multivitamins. Like, don't hesitate. I, I th That might be something that she didn't want to. And she looked at me like, who are you? And I was like, oh, I didn't really want to say sorry. But that was yeah. the first thing that came out. So maybe I'm still, you know recovering totally. but um but um I am I my son he's perfect the way he is he's perfection he's he perfection and he has taught us so much we are better humans because he is in our lives and um I don't see my life being in a different way it's it's my mission to you know be a parent of a, a special kid that's beautiful and to close Rose I would like to close her eyes and channel again your beautiful best friend. And if you could give her some words, we will all think about her and just let her know that she's loved, she will be missed, but she's still here with you. Would you like saying anything special? Kova, she was a very strong person. I've never met a woman like Kova Donga. She is, um, she is, and she will be that person that is going to bring laughter and doesn't matter that her life is crumbled apart. She's never going to complain about it. She always has something good to say about other people and, and she will never make you feel bad. That is a type of friend that Kova was all her life, at least all those years that we shared together. And I'm so honored that she asked me to be her daughter's godmother, and that was the best gift that she could ever, ever gave me. So now you have two. I have two daughters now, yes. Well, thank you for sharing. I know this is a very hard day for you. Thank you for being vulnerable, open, and do know that every minute we cherished it, and thank you for sharing your knowledge. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to On My Way with Lorena Hunko Magain. We'd like to invite you to send us your thoughts and any questions from this podcast by emailing Lorena at LorenaHuncoMargain.com. You can also reach out to us directly through our website by clicking the link in the show description of this podcast. Special thanks to executive producer Casey Helmick, studio engineer Joseph Olguin, audio and video editor Scott Caro. This podcast is a production of Terra Firma and recorded from the historic Arlen Studios in Austin, Texas.